February 7th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Nun Amud Bet and a few count from the wide lines down, just three lines down. We'll return to something that we began, a Benaita that we began on Friday this past week. It's just uh, four words onto the line. Again, three lines down on the wide lines. Tanura Banans, the beginning of a Benaita. You see it? Nun Amud Bet, three lines down on the wide lines, four words on the line. Tanura Banan, it's a Benaita. <coughs> And this Beraita will list for us six separate halachot after which the Gemara will, one by one, dissect and discuss each one of these halachot. So here's the first one. Ubat ish kohen ki tehel liznot, says the Pasuk. Pasuk says if the daughter of a kohen, daughter of a man who's a kohen, if she's tehel liznot, as we discussed last week, that word is difficult in context because the word tehel, generally speaking, refers to the beginning of something. When she begins to have wrongful relations, it's an unnecessary extra word. She begins. Instead, the Gemara will have it as a derashav, ki tehel milashon chilulin, or chulin, when she begins to rid herself of that sanctity, when she brings about the profane activity. Milashon chol, right? Aseh shabbatecha, chol v'altisarech l'beriyot, chilul shabbat, and so forth. So in turn, says the Gemara, well, let's stop for a second and think about that word. It appears as if the issue over here, at its core, is that she's taking away sanctity. Taking away sanctity can be in many ways. It's not only because, per se, she has wrongful relations. Perhaps it's as well as a bat kohen, if she is mehalelet shabbat, if she does anything or any, everything else that's considered chol or hilulin, perhaps she'd be punished with serefa as well. So again, says the Beraita, ubat ish kohen ki tehel yachol afilo shabbat. Perhaps the reference when we refer to, when we talk about a woman who's a bat kohen getting punished more severely than her counterpart from Yisrael, it's anything. Uh, it's not only zenut, it's even activity like Hilul Shabbat, where she's, tehel, she's taken away from the sanctity. Tamud Lomar says the Beraita, read the next word, Liznot. It's only in the context of wrongful relations that she has this punishment of Serefa. Behilulin Shabiznu Takatuv Medaben. The halacha will be specifically and only, says the Beraita, in the context of zenut, of wrongful relations. That's the first halacha of this Beraita. Next halacha of the Beraita, yachol afilu penuya, should we apply this law of a bat ish kohen who gets serefa for her wrongful relations only to one who's arusa, engaged, or nisua, married. Perhaps it's even if she's single. If it's a woman who's a pinuya and she has relations with someone, we find out about it. Perhaps she should be punished. Unlike her Yisrael counterpart, who would have nothing of this sort, perhaps she should be punished with serefa as well. Says the Beraita, not so. Ne'emar kan avia ve'ne'emar lehalan avia. The pasuk linked up one place to the other with the word aviyah. It's what's called the Gezerah Shavah. It's one of the Midot Torah Nidreshit by him. The Torah, in mentioning the word aviyah, her father, both in the context of a bat ish kohen, as well as in the context of a na'ara me'orasa in Sefer Devarim, Parashat Kitese, when it talks about a woman who's engaged, who has wrongful relations, it uses the word aviyah in both situations. One, one, one second, I told you over here by it, bat ish kohen, where it doesn't specify her marital status. But the other case, in Sefer Devarim, in the context of the Yisraelit, is Na'ara Me'orasa Le'ish. It's an engaged woman. 
it tells you that the same way over there we understand her marital status, so too you should apply that to the Batish Kohen. Malehalan, lehalan means later on, the same way over there later on in Parashat Kitese by Abat Israel, Zenut im Zikat Baal, the Zenut, the wrongful relations, has an attachment after all to her husband. She's Arusa, she's engaged. Afkan, so too, in the context of the Bat Ish Kohen, Zenut im Zikat Baal, it's specifically and only that she has the, um, the punishment of Serefa. If there was Zikat Baal, meaning she's not Pinuya, she's not single. That's the second halacha we have in this Beraita. Again, the first halacha, only Zenut, not even Hilul Shabbat. The second halacha, she needs to be Meorasa, she needs to be Nesua, not a Pinuya. Perhaps third law that we're now going to derive in this Beraita, perhaps the Aviha in the Pasu cannot and should not be used in the context of this Gezerah Shavah, Aviha, Aviha, to learn laws about Morasa and Nesua. Perhaps instead, Aviha is an uh, important uh, issue for uh, the direct context of the, of the law. The only time a bat ish kohen would be rightfully deservant of serifa is if the wrongful relations was with her father. If it's with anyone else, well, perhaps she has a different punishment. Perhaps she's like a Yisraelite, Sekila, maybe Hainik when she's married, depending on. Well, maybe that's the halacha. Maybe the bat ish kohen is only if it's from her father. And that's why the Pasuk says, et aviyahi mehalelet. In other words, if she has wrongful relations with uh, John Doe or Jack uh, Doe on such a circumstance, she has the regular punishment. The only time she gets serifa is if it's me'avia. Answers the beraita, kishuomer, he mehalelet. When the Pasuk says, she is bringing forth the ridding of Kiddushah. She's bringing forth the hull for her father. It says, she's doing so. She's doing so, not he himself. If he was involved in the relations, it's not just he, it's he as well. Says the, says the Beraita, my third law, and in turn, strengthening my second law goes as follows. The fact that the Pasuk says, that makes clear that the Hulin is what she's doing. She's doing the wrongful activity. The outcome, the circumstances, because of her, not because of her father. It means the relations was with someone else. So why does the Pasuk mention her father? To tell you, Gezerah Shavah. What's the Gezerah Shavah? To tell you she can't be single in order to be, uh, in order to, to warrant such a punishment. Fantastic question. What is the halacha by a penuya? So very briefly in the last class I mentioned this because we'll see it in the Gemara. Generally speaking, penuya at most is malkot. There's a debate about this matter. What the Gemara will question therefore is you can't even call it zenut. The pasuk says ki tehel liznot. Nobody wants panui habala penuya. Nobody says that that's rightful activity. The Torah says that's not rightful activity. Is it zenut? Is it promiscuity to the extent then that, for example, panui habala penuya shelo l'shem ishut, is she going to be permitted to a kohen? The halacha, generally speaking, according to many of the Tanaim, is yes. Rabbi Elazar's opinion is panui habala penuya shelo l'shem ishut asura lekehuna, which means to say the understanding is although the punishment by a Yisraelit will certainly will, will not be death penalty, she's invalidated to a kohen by being invalid, which happens to be the halacha, by being invalidated to a kohen. In turn, we question maybe it's also serefa. The answer is it's not. That's what we'll have to suggest. This Beraita will be working with that opinion of Bil Azar. Okay, so those are the first three halachot. We have 
Three more to go. Says the Beraita, well, wait a second. You told me you have this Gezerah Shavah in, in Halakha number two. In your second law, you told me that we're linking up our circumstance of the Batish Kohen to the Yisrael down in Parashat Kitese. I got it. And you told me that means that she has some marital status, she's engaged, maybe she's married to men. Got that as well. But wait a second, that segment of the Torah talks about her being a Na'ara. Na'ara means she only she has two signs of maturity. She has a sign of maturity of, of hairs, of pubic hairs that were grown, but she doesn't have full signs of maturity. She's still at a youthful age, and that being the case, perhaps that's the only halakha by Batish Kohen as well, for some reason or another, will narrow it specifically to when she's a Na'ara, and therefore if she's a Bogeret, if she has full signs of maturity, this wouldn't be relevant. Perhaps if she's married over there in Parashat Kitese, it says only when she's engaged, na'ara ham orasa, so maybe over here it says, well, only if she's engaged, keep in mind, the hachamim said it specifically when she's in Isua over here, and maybe if she's older, beyond just mature at a young ripe age, she's older, this is irrelevant. In other words, says the Beraita, if we're going to be very literal about linking this law by Batish Kohen to the law of na'aram horasa by Yisraelit, uh, going to be very overly literal, so perhaps it should be identical. It needs to be identical. The only time this law would be applicable is if it's a na'araham orasa bat ish kohen. We haven't discussed that until now. Maybe that is the law. Tamud lomadet derasha is u bat ish kohen. That extra vav says Rashi. There's a yitur of that word, that vav. And if, and the vav, sometimes when the extra vav is used in the Torah, Rabbi Akiva's opinion is that we're doresh, a vav yetera. And in turn, ubat ishkohen is telling me to be a little bit more inclusive over here. Yes, she has to have marital status. Yes, this woman should be a me'orasaur and nisua and so forth. But, however, don't think that she needs to be specifically a na'ara and a me'orasa. Over here, we're a little bit more expansive than the Gezerah Shava would let onto. That's our fourth halacha. Again, the fourth halacha being that this halacha is not only for a na'ara, it's not only for a woman who's at a specific young age, who's at a specific young stage of, of, of puberty. It's, a, it's relevant to all women, regardless of their age, provided that they're me'orasa or nisua, they have a marital status with uh, a husband afterwards. Onward. Bat kohen en ela sheniset le kohen. The fifth halacha over here. The pasuk says, ubat ish kohen. Perhaps we're talking about when this woman has wrongful relations after she was married as well to a kohen. This, by the way, was our debate a month ago in the class. Many people couldn't understand this. You're telling me that she's still linked up, connected to her father? But maybe you tell me, Rabbi, she's married now to a Yisrael, to a Levi, to someone else. You tell me she kept her status. The halacha, according to the Torah and Parashat Emor, is yes, we're going to understand that right now. But we understand the Hada Amina now. The Gemara's question makes a lot of sense. Are you telling me any woman, she's, her action now is going to trace back to her father? She's out of the household. You told me she's married, she's engaged to someone else. And the Elashin, he said to the Kohen, maybe this law is specifically, not only is she a Batish Kohen, she's a Bat Kohen, she's a Kohen, and she maintained her status of Kehuna. What about if she was Niset Lelevi? 
She got married to Levi, she went down a little in stature. At least Israel, even further down in stature from being a bat ishkwe. My grandmother always wore as a, a badge of honor that she was a, a Cohen. Anyway, but so she, she, on her initial marriage, she was married to Harari. She went down a lot. On her second marriage, she got married to Abedo. She kept her Cohen status. But anyway, over here, in the initial marriage, she's married to Levi, she's married to Israel. Let's go worse than that, quote unquote. Well, no quote unquote. What about if she got married to a lo'oved kochavim? Now the Torah has a specific violation. Now that I got married to uh, the other nations, there is a Masechet Kiddushin and Dav There's a debate between Bishimon and Yehuda about which nations this refers to. But you're not supposed to, and you're not allowed to get married to non-Jews. We're all very aware of that. However, if you went ahead and did so, there is some halachic status with regards to what we call Tefisat Kiddushin, as Rashi speaks out. There's a debate elsewhere. Masechet Ivamod, Masechet Ketubot. We're assuming in this Beraita, like the mainstream opinion, there is a halachic status to that communion together with that woman and that Obed Kochabim. What about in that situation? She goes ahead and she got married to a non-Jew and then she has wrongful relations. What's the halacha going to be? Are you going to tell me? And the halacha will be yes. She gets serefa. Are you going to tell me that this law is still applicable even in that situation? What about if she got married le halal? Halal refers to a Kohen, man, who lost his status of kehuna, his parents, his father, wrongfully married. His father got married to a divorcee, for argument's sake. By getting married to a divorcee, uh, this child is now a halal. He doesn't have the status and stature of kehuna. What about if this woman didn't get married to a Yisrael or a Levi or to a Kohen? She got married to a halal. What about if she got married to a mamzer? Mamzer means he was, this child, this, this man, was born to wrongful relations, Jack wrongful relations. The parents had wrongful relations. They did zinut, they did gilui arayot in order to bring forth this child. Do you mean to tell me that in all of those circumstances as well, the woman is a batish kohen. She had wrongful initial relations and following, not relations, marriage, following that marriage, she's now slept with another man. In that situation as well, is there serefa? Says the Linatin, lastly, I forgot about that one on the list. Natin is what we refer to as Giv'onim, skipping the history for the moment. We've discussed it on other occasions. It's a specific group of people who attach themselves to Am Yisrael, were supposed to have specific jobs, and they were then at a specific juncture forbidden to marry into Am Yisrael. So she goes and she gets married to them. What's the halacha? And all those circumstances is in those situations as well. Again, a woman grow up, brought up in a Kohen household, a woman whose father is a Kohen and her mother checks out and she is a bat ish kohen. She gets married to one of these wrongful relations or not wrongful, just Israel or Levi. She's no longer a kohenet at status, in status. What's halacha over there? Does she still get serifah? She has wrongful relations. Talmud lomar ubat ish kohen. There's an extra word. Ish kohen. It could have just said ubat kohenet. Ubat kohen. Why does the pasuk say ubat ish kohen? Pasuk is clearly, according to this Biraita teaching us, that the status, the stature of this woman is determined not by her actions, not by her subsequent marriage. None of that has to do with her father. If her father's a rightful Kohen, then this situation is determined severely as Serefa because of those relations. This is the fifth halacha in the Biraita. The sixth halacha, or maybe I miscounted, the next halacha in this Biraita goes as follows. There's an extra word. The Pasuk says, 
the pasuk says, uh, uh, the pasuk says, not he mehalelet. And we mentioned this derasha in the past. This extra word, he, it could have said, etavia mehalelet. What? He mehalelet. It's coming to tell you something is specific and narrow with regards to her as opposed to others. How so? Well, the punishment of this woman is serefa. Says the beraita, he bisrefa ve'en bo'ala bisrefa. Says this next halacha in the Beraita, that extra he telling you specifically her, this woman, as opposed to others, is explaining to us that the punishment of this situation for her is serefa. What about the man who she had, with whom she had wrongful relations? Henek, he doesn't get serefa as well. What about if they're wrongful, uh, what we call aidim zomimin, the conspiring witnesses against her, who are trying to get her serefa, trying to get the man who they're claiming she had relations with, Hanek, what's their punishment? We're going to do to them as they conspire to do to him and her, but there's different punishments in line. He bisrefa the zomimim will get Hanek, and she will get serefa. So that's the next halacha. Last halacha in the Biraita, we won't explain, but we'll read it for now because it's cryptic uh, in, its, uh, initial, uh, in its initial iteration over here. Hard to understand what he's talking about. He says her father gets burning and her father-in-law gets kila. What does that have to do? Get stoning. Okay, we'll deal with that as we get there. The beraita now will be broken down. We will systematically go through each of the laws which we just learned and just mentioned and try to understand them at a greater depth. Here we go. Amar Mor. When the Gemara, second wide line here on Dafnun Aleph, Amud Aleph mentions those words, Amar Mor, the master said, it means we're returning back to a statement which was recited out loud and stunt in front of the students in the in the midrash, in front of the studiers. In other words, this is Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat would begin with uh, reciting something that not everyone had in front of them. We began by reciting it, and the student would get up and he'd recite many halachot, all one after another. Then we'd go back. You see what the master said earlier. Let's discuss that. Let's elaborate upon that. The teacher would be involved. The students would be challenging. That's the way these matters would work. That's when the Gemara says, Amar Mor, we're returning back to, quote, what the master of ceremonies began with. You might recall this is how we began the class. The Beraita said, even if, perhaps, this woman, the Bat Kohen, did Hilul Shabbat, she gets Serefah. As is that the halacha? Of course, what was the halacha? Ki tehel liznot. Only with zenut, with wrongful relations, does she get serefa. Says the Gemara, wait a second. Just, just wait one second over here. Hilila Shabbat, but serefahi. I mean, we're supposed to have some basic knowledge of how these things work. If you're mehalel Shabbat, anyone, forgot about Kohen, Israel, Levi, Natin, Mamzer, and so forth, what's the halacha? A person who's mehalel Shabbat with Aidim and Hatra'a, the punishment is sekila. If I go back to my Mishnah, I know it feels like it was a long time ago. Mishnah daf memtet amud bet begins arba mitot betin arba mitot nimseru the betin. What were they? Sekila, serefa, hereg, vachenet. It means that the order, according to the hachamim, starts with sekila in terms of severity, and only then is it serefa. So let me get this straight. You said to me the bat yishkohen, with whom we are treating her punishment more severely. Okay. Maybe she gets, even for Hilul Shabbat Serefa, 
One second. Serefah is lower on our totem pole of severity than Sekila. That's a ludicrous question. One thing, if you told me for her wrongful relation, she's going to get Serefah when she's married, as opposed to Hanek Mela. I understand that. This is a Havam, you know? You would have thought that she's Mehalelet Shabbat, she's going to get Serefah. Instead of Sekila, Sekila is more severe. Of course, the Gemara is going to answer. We're going with Rabbi Shimon, says the Gemara. Amar Rava, Rava Answers Hamane Man Mem Alif Nun in Aramaic means who. Mane means whom. Who is the author of our Beraita? This Beraita must be Rabbi Shimon. He Damar Serifa Hamura. This Beraita must be going with that alternative opinion we saw in the Mishnah and we've discussed over the course of what two weeks now. Rabbi Shimon tells us that it goes Serifa and then Sekila. Then I understand the Hava Amina. The question is for Abat Kohen. Wow, look at this woman. She carries herself with dignity, with a certain majestic air. And look at her, and she's been Mahalel Shabbat. Can you imagine what that means for the household? Can you imagine what that says about her status, about her family name as Kohen? What are we going to punish her with? Well, Rabbi Shimon says, Serefa is more hamur. Perhaps even for Hilul Shabbat it'll be so. That's the Hidush. Sagada Adach Amina. I maybe would have thought to say, Ho'il ve'ahmir behu rahmana be'kahane. Since the Torah is more mahmir, it's more severe with Kohanim. How so? Kohanim, after all, have many extra miswot. Even today, Kohanim have extra miswot in Averot. They have Kohanim. Kohanim have Isur Tumah. Even today, uh, certainly in the time of the Mikdash, they were involved with many extra activities to the extent that, by the way, and we know this both from the Torah and later on from Nevim, the Kohanim were supposed to be the teachers. The rabbis were supposed to be the Kohanim. I'm sorry, you guys dropped it, but that was, uh, that was where you were supposed to be. The Kohanim were supposed to be the leaders in that respect to the extent that you may Maybe would have thought since the Kohanim were supposed to be the future leaders, they were supposed to be the, well, and they had extra mitzvot, maybe a Hilul Shabbat. We hold our leadership for good reason to a higher standard. Maybe Tidon Bisrefa, even on Shabbat she would get Serefa. That's the Hidush, Kamash Ma'lan. Kamash Ma'lan, Lan means to us. That's the Hidush of the Pasuk, Kitehelliznot. Okay, listen, we're going to be severe with this woman only and specifically in wrongful relation situation. So I'm thinking, wait a second. What was the whole logic over here that you would have thought to say, since she's a queen, therefore we're more mahmir on her. However, the Hidush is, it's not so. She gets only sekila on Shabbat, quote, unquote. Did you ever ask that question by men? Is there any reference in the Torah by men? Maybe the man, I mean, you say, if a man who's a Kohen gets Sikila, just like Israel, so so to the woman. All of a sudden, you deal with a woman, you would have thought it was different. Maishena mineh dideh. What's the difference between him? Dideh means him. From him. What's the difference between a man and a woman? Why would you have thought to say that a woman is more severe, that she's going to get Serefa for Shabbat? According to Bishimon, why would you think she's any different than Rasa? Kadatachamina says the Gemara. Yeah, that's right. You would have thought, ironically, that we'd be more lenient with men with regards to Shabbat. Why so? Well, after all, anyone who's familiar with the laws of the way the Mikdash, the Mishkan worked, is even on Shabbat they would bring Hakravat Korban Tamid, which means to say the Kohanim were, quote unquote, per, per, with permissibility, Mehalel Shabbat. How so? They would bring the daily sacrifice on Shabbat. What's that? That was the Avodah, but the fact that we were willing to dismiss that meant, quote-unquote, perhaps 
we were more lenient with them by Shabbat. The women, they never touched that. They never went near that. They never dirtied their hand on Shabbat in that way. You're right. It was mutan. No question. I would say the avodah for that day and so forth. But nonetheless, maybe I would have thought the women, ironically, are more hamur. ihu. He, meaning the male kohen, since Shabbat is ishtarya, shiruyim lachem means mutar. He, kevan de la ishtarya, Shabbat legaba. She, the woman, since Shabbat never became lenient for her, ematidon bisrefa, perhaps she would get the more severe punishment of serefa, according to Bishimon, kamash ma'lan, that's the hidush, that it is not so. What's the punishment of the bat ish kohen? Only for kitehiliznot, if it's wrong for relations, you get serefa, not for hilul Shabbat. That was our first law in the Biraita. Second law in the Biraita, returning to, elaborating, dissecting, and understanding. The next law in the Biraita, here it is. The Gemara without introduction just tells it to us. Quote unquote, Yachola Filipinuya says the, the Biraita onward, if you recall, is it even referring to a woman who's single? Maybe our conversation here it is. Even a single bat ish kohen, perhaps she gets it if us, says the Gemara. Really? That's, that's really what you thought? Haliz not kitib. Uh, Pasuk says, least not. The word zenut, sexual promiscuity, is exactly that. It's on a halachic status. She becomes a zona. Zona is asura le kohen. Generally speaking, amongst the Tanaim, the understanding was that a woman was panui ala penuya, a single man and a single woman, without the intention of marriage, without the intention of relations. In the long run, the halakha was that they were permitted to the kehuna. Well, that being the case, well, you never would have thought that you need a gezera shavavavia to tell me it's not so. So as the Gemara, we must be working within this beraita, kidir bil azar de amar panui ala ala penuya, shelo le. That was the halakha of Rabbi Lazar, that even a panuya, abala panuya, wrongful relations before marriage, without intentions of marriage, that's the hidush of the beraita. But the woman, if she's a batish kohen, would not get serifa. That was the second law of the Beraita. Moving along, the Beraita continued and said, If you recall, the Beraita said, maybe, maybe the only reason it says father in the context of this Batish Kohen is to tell you that if she has relations with her father, she gets serifa. She has relations with anyone else. What would the halakha be? Oh, whatever the regular punishment is. Sikila, if she's an arusa, Hainik, uh, if she's married. Maybe that was, and if you call the Beraita, says it's not so. It says, She's the one who's bringing forth the hulin. says the Gemara, let's understand this. Let's slow this down. What would the situation that only, according to our hadha amina, or thought, only and specifically in that situation, she's getting serifa, she's in aviha. That's in a situation where she had relations with her fa- a father. My irya bat kohen. Why then would you be specifically and only be talking about a bat kohen? Afilu bat Israel name. The halakha suggests the Gemara, based on the next words of Rava, is even by a bat Yisrael, meaning a regular woman, a woman who's born not to the Kohen family, but to a Yisrael family. She has relations with her father. What's the halakha? Serefa. We're about to prove that. We're about to suggest that in just a moment. Now just take a step back and understand the question. Our que- it's a question on a question, right? The question in the Beraita was, how do you know that this law of Abat Ish Kohen is applicable when she has relations with anyone? Maybe it's specifically and only that she gets Serifav, she has relations with her father. That's a question. 
This is a law the Torah and Parashat Emor is teaching me about the severity of Kohanim. It means that they're different, they're more severe than Yisrael. We're about to suggest that by Yisrael as well, the halacha is a bat Yisrael who has wrongful relations with her father. What's the punishment? Serefah. Well, if that's the case, you don't need the Pazuk and Parashat Emor to tell me about Bat Kohen. We know this in general. Clearly then, and that should have been my answer, says the Gemara, of clearly then we're talking about relations with someone else. You didn't need a diuk of him, mehaleh, that the hilul is done by her as opposed to by the, the father. Now, how do we get to this law? Does the Torah in any place mention explicitly that a Bat Yisrael who has relations with her father gets Serefah? We read close to this on Kippur, but it's never explicit. It's far from explicit. It's a, we'll read it in just a second. It's a gezera, correct? It's a gezera shava connected to another gezera shava. Unfortunately, my Gemara over here will have to read from Rashi for the Pesukim. It doesn't give me the Pesukim. Oh, it does. Okay, it gives me the Pesukim on the side. So that's the Gemara. De Amar Rava. After all, Rava has the following statement. Amar li Rav Yitzhak bar Avudimi. I have a tradition. I heard from Rav Yitzhak bar Avudimi. He says, Rava, again, the punchline in this statement is going to be that Abat Yisrael, who has relations with her father, gets Serefa. Atya, we have an initial Gezer Shavav Henna Henna. And then we have a Gezerah Shavah. Keep in mind, Gezerah Shavah, when the Torah mentions two, the same word in two separate places, and we have tradition to link them. Atyah, and we have as well, Zima, Zima. The word Zima is linked up twice. Well, what are these two Gezerah Shavahs? Do you find this elsewhere? I can think of two other examples in Talmud, so I guess there are other situations, but it's rare. It goes like this. Well, if you'll, I imagine you have the Pesukim as well. I have them in different order of some sort. On the side, you have these Pesukim. First, you have the following Pasuk. bat binecha, o bat bitecha lo So the Pasuk says you should not, you may not have relations together with your granddaughter. Granddaughter from your son or granddaughter from your daughter. It's inappropriate. So there you have the pasuk mentioning the word henna in the context of granddaughter. It doesn't mention your daughter. It doesn't mention your daughter. It mentions your granddaughter. Next pasuk. Don't have relations with a woman and not her granddaughter, but her daughter. Don't have relations with her granddaughter either. Well, there's the word henna as well. So we now linked up Pasuk number one, to to tell you that you should understand it as follows. When our initial pasuk said, don't have relations with your granddaughter from your son or your daughter, it doesn't mean only with your granddaughter, it means even with your daughter. The same way the pasuk afterwards says, don't have relations with a woman and her daughter from a separate marriage, and then it continues and it says, or with her granddaughter from a different marriage. So too in our pasuk that we began with, the first one, yod het yod, it's a reference to your granddaughter or your daughter. If we've established that much, we've already established something. The Isur in the Torah that we read on Yom Kippur, as Maris ironically pointed out, as we ironically read on Kippur, is inclusive not only of granddaughter relations, but of daughter as well from the first Geser HaShavah. But what did that do for me? I have to go one step further. The end of that second pasuk has the following words, Zimahi. 
it's a wrongful activity, a strong word for wrongful activity. It's disgusting, it's an abomination, and so forth. Okay, I have that word, and then I have that word linked up two chapters later. Again, what's the Pasukim? By the way, did the, either one of these two Pasukim explicitly say what punishment? No, we didn't know the punishment. Next Pasuk. A man who has relations with a woman and her, his mother-in-law. Zimahi. There's the word, zima, disgusting, abomination, and so forth. Ba'esh yisrefu oto. Pasuk says they should be burnt. They should get serefa. So here's how it goes. Moving backward, our three verses. Last pasuk says serefa, and it says zima. Link that backward to the pasuk beforehand for our purposes. In Vaikra perik yod pasuk yod and tell you that over there as well, when it was referring to the woman who came in with the daughter and your relations with her and her daughter, in that situation, what's the punishment? Serefa. Now you might recall that pasuk was linked up to the pasuk six, seven pesukim earlier, eight pesukim, seven pesukim earlier, pasuk perik yod pasuk yod, which was talking about having relations with your granddaughter which we extended to your daughter. What's that to teach you? That there as well, what's the punishment, says Rabbi, in the name of Rabbi Yitzhak Barabudimi? Serefa. All the dust settles. It's, 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 it's a fun linking game of some sort. Anyway, on all the dust settles, here's the question of our Gemara. How can it be that the Torah would be telling you, in the context specifically, narrowly, of having relations with your father when you're a Bat that you get Serefa? What's the Hidush? You get Serefa when you have relations with your father, when, when the father has relations with his daughter, even when she's a Yisraelite, says the Gemara Isterich. It would have perhaps been necessary. Keep in mind, the Hidush is it's not so. He maybe would have thought to say, This pasuk, when it says, Perhaps it's coming to tell you, The spell of that whole derashav It's exactly coming to negate everything we just learned about. The double gezerashavah would be knocked out. And we'd instead say, that's not the law by Bat Yisrael. We'd learn, ironically, from Bat Ishkohen that the law by Bat Yisrael is not Bisrefa. I would have thought to say specifically and only by Bat Kohen, where the Torah is clear she gets Serefa if she has relations with her father. It's coming to tell you, and not when it's a Bat Yisrael relations with her father. Punishment over there would be less severe. That's the Hidush over here, that the Halakha is specifically with a batish kohen who has relations with someone else. When all the dust settles in this third halacha, what we understood from it goes as follows. The Beraita taught us that a batish kohen ki she's the The halacha teaches us, number one, the relations was with someone else. If the relations was with her father, it would go without saying, that she gets serefa. The Hidush is even if she has relations with someone else, unlike a Yisraelit, she gets serefa as well. What was the halacha we saw beforehand in this beraita? The halacha we saw beforehand in this halacha was that we're following the opinion of Rabbi Azar. Rabbi Azar tells you, Panui Habala Penuya makes that woman into a zona. She's now Asura al Kohen. Does that mean as well that if she's a Batish Kohen, Panui Habala Penuya, she's single to a single man, she gets serefa? The halacha is not so. How do you know? So, to the and then back to our first halacha. The first halacha we had was perhaps this would apply as well to Hilul Shabbat. If a woman is Batish Kohen, it's Mahalelet Shabbat, she gets Serefat. It's not so. Why would you distinguish between her and a man? 
we explained as well. So what we did was we elucidated, we dealt with the first three halachot of this beraita. We have several more to do before we continue on in the Gemara. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen amen. This morning's class was dedicated by Eddie Rishti in honor of the birth of his baby boy, Mabruk.